Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Today we meet the principal of the Lockhart River State School, Siobhan Jackson. Oh, come on, check out what the boys are doing. Yes, our secondary is very alternate because most of the kids go away to boarding school. So the kids left here are kind of... Maybe they've come back from boarding school because it didn't work out. Maybe we can't find them a place yet. So doing very practical yeah, skills-based well, stuff? just fantastic. Lockhart River is one of the most northerly towns on Australia's east coast, on Cape York in far north Queensland. It's one of the most remote schools in Australia, and Siobhan has led it for five years, breaking down racial barriers and abuse problems and increasing attendance rates by earning the trust of her community. No, what are you doing? What are you doing, Grayson? You're making posters for a no-bully rally. We're going to walk all around the street saying, say no to bullying. (laughs) (laughs) On Friday... She started her life again here after the death of her husband and the father of her three children, football star Peter Jackson. She tells me about her hopes and dreams for this isolated but beautiful township far from the beaten track. Good afternoon, Fancy Nancy. Hello. Guess what Nancy used to do? She's walking around with a microphone and a camera. Can anyone guess what her job has been? I'm a cowboy. Not a cowboy? With my hat. <laughs> what is she? A girl. She's a girl. She's, yeah. like, she's like a reporter. Like a journalist. Yeah. It's lovely being here and seeing you guys at work. You've got a beautiful school. I like Miss Oh, Rachel, thank you. Avante, tell Come us see. what you guys are doing. Thank you. Oh, that's gorgeous. Be strong and smart. Well done. That's beautiful. How exciting. (laughs) Who's going to be on the back of the tray back yelling out, (laughs) Say no to bullying. I think you do a good job, Mavante. You wouldn't even need the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roby, thank you. We'll take Roby down to his class. (laughs) Roby, do you want to show Nancy your classes? Okay, we'll keep on our way, guys. So, Siobhan, how long have you been here at Lockhart River? This is my fifth year at Lockhart. And you've got primary school and high school? Um, yeah, we do, we have a high school, but the majority of our students go away to boarding school after year six. So our high school is quite alternate and um, has a big focus on transitioning and preparing children for um, boarding school. And how many students have you got here at the moment? We have 112 so Lockhart River is a pretty isolated community. Are there anything, any needs up here, I suppose? Are you, do you feel supported or are there things that people could do to, to help out? Yeah, I feel really supported. There's just the usual things around living remote and you just have to get used to that. You know, it takes a long time for things to arrive. Sometimes you get a surprise and things turn up on time and other times they could end up anywhere in Australia. <laughs> um, I suppose it's difficult to get tradesmen and things like that here. There's not a monopoly, you know, you can't just ring up the electrician and they're here straight away. They fly in, fly out. So things like that have to wait and you join a long list of local jobs that have to be attended to. Um, looking at your budget, you have to be careful with uh, spendings because things tend to cost a whole lot more than they would here. We just covered our tennis court and that probably cost twice as much as it would down south. 
but it's a great facility, especially in this weather. It's just started raining now. Yes, and you've got some innovative projects here too. I see the uh, the, the hall over here has got solar all over it. How, how's that sort of experiment going? Oh, well, that's not our experiment. That's a community experiment. Yep. And we're very lucky to have Paul Simshauser as our government champion. And um, we're trialling some sustainable energy in Lockhart River, which is fantastic. And it's great for the kids to... Um, to learn from that you know they might be in a place where they don't even get to see a solar panel but we've got lots and lots of them so they're very aware of that and see some alternatives hopefully to diesel and, and other things that you're relying on oh absolutely yeah yeah yep yep moving away from those dirty sorts of um, energy sources a project that we're working on at the moment is um, transforming a middle room upstairs into a cultural room because we'd like to acknowledge, authentically acknowledge language. Very difficult for us to teach language at school because there were originally five language groups in this area. So we're trying to acknowledge what's left of those languages and what is still used in the local Creole. So the Creole like combines the remnants of those five languages? Yeah, a Creole's an emergent language. So when all the groups came together down at the mission in 1924 to communicate with each other an emergent language arose that had um, parts of English and then parts of their five languages and then really unusual words that are new words that everyone uses like for a policeman bully man yeah so so new words are created too it's interesting so trying to get back to some of the original language as well with your cultural room or Oh, definitely. And we've actually been sitting uh, with the teacher aides and going through the language book. The languages have been, uh, lots of words have been recorded here from Kukiao and Umpala. And we've been going through those words and recognising what words are still in the vernacular today. And it's, there's so many of them. It's amazing. So when people are speaking Creole at a million miles an hour and you're just picking up the odd word in English, the other words are, a lot of them are traditional language words from those five groups. I suppose that helps the children of course to connect to coming to school as well if there's if it's there's more of it spoken in their what they speak at home. Yeah I I don't see that we'd be teaching language or necessarily speaking a lot here but because we see our role as teaching students um, standard Australian English But to be able to recognise it, acknowledge it, it. yeah, um, identify it in their home language, that's really exciting. But more importantly, it brings community into the school. So we've had elders donating artefacts and photos already. And we'd like it to be a place where people can come and do a little bit of research or um, a place where books and things come together about Lockhart because we have a lot. And there's been lots of books written over the year for children in language. So instead of having them all over the place, we'd like to just keep them in one space. Special, it's one special place. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much for yeah. talking to us. So, um, perhaps just to finish with what can you tell us maybe what your favourite things about Lockhart River are? Because people, so many people have never even heard of it, or it's hard to imagine something so remote. Oh, what do you love about the It's here? corny, but of course, the most beautiful thing about Lockhart River is the children. I love them. (laughs) And you have to love them some days because otherwise you might not stay. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks so much. One of the renowned artists from the remote and beautiful township of Lockhart River, Patrick Butcher. His art is in collections around the world as one of the famous Lockhart River art gang. 
Patrick doesn't use any brushes in his artwork, just his hands to tell the stories of the land that surrounds him. He tells me why he still loves Lockhart River so much and how that vital connection to country still inspires him as an artist. My art journey started very young, so when I was 16. Uh, after high school, first started my journey down at the secondary school, uh, out down at the primary school. Um, like um, still pupil who don't go back to school, they um, decided to set up a, like a secondary program at TAFE. So a few of us decided to go there, and and I think um, coincidentally um, that's how, um, how we started with Heart, and then later on we started the Art Gang. But way back in the 80s. Um, but now, um, now a bit, um, a little bit older and wiser. Uh, art for me is, um, it's been a passion for me since, as I said, from a very young age. And uh, from this time, like on the present day, like um, I started with Lionel. But as you can see now, <coughs> like some of my works, um, I paint uh, abstract. So what the uh, basically, um, all all my works is tell the uh, it's my interpretation of the movement of the clouds or the ebbs and flow of the tidal movement or um, the clashes and crashes of the waves. Um, uh, so these are my my interpretation and my my stories. Um, uh, for me personally. Um, some people like to relax with music, but for me, I like to sit, chilling back, you know, what in the ebb and flow of the tides or the movement of the clouds or sometimes something as simple as a, the flow of a stream. Like that, that for me is very um, relaxing. And, for, and yeah, for me, I'm more spiritually and emotionally connected to the land. So that's why I concentrate on these elements just to to actually to tell my stories. And you had your work exhibited around the world as well, have you? Uh, yes, um, yeah, been, uh, a few of my works have been um, exhibited around the world and mm. and I've, yeah, I'm very fortunate um, to be to be part of a great team here at the Local River Indigenous Art Centre and and um, yeah, very thankful. Um, as probably it'll be a busy year this year, so for as 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 of now, like it's just um, probably work in motion now. So we're working towards various, um, for an example, like Cairns Indigenous Art Fair and other art fairs, and also um, even uh, certain galleries that we are that we usually um, work with. Yep. So from Little Lockhart River, your work and the work of other artists here has yep. gone all around the world telling Lockhart River stories. Oh, definitely. And and also you don't have, um, and when you look at the, the, the display and the array of artwork from here, uh, it gives you a different insight uh, for each artist have their own interpretation and their own unique way of telling, you know, telling our stories. Um, to a wider audience, although we're from one area, but each individual individual have a very, very special place. Um, not only within uh, within the community of Lockhart, but you know, like you know, as we probably 
you know, for many to enjoy um, nationally and internationally. Lockhart River um, Art Gang, it's a very distinctive art style compared to other indigenous art. Would uh, that be fair to say? Uh, yes, uh, um, <coughs> yes uh, that's fair enough to say because uh, we're... So there's some, some of our works are we're very traditional people, mm. but some of our work is um, contemporary. So it's more um, the traditional knowledge and the storytelling is still there. So the tradition of storytelling is probably, you know, started as sitting around a campfire, you know, as a, you know, way back in the in the old days to these days, you know, we're, you know, conveying it to canvas and telling it um, to certain certain mediums um, to a wider audi audience. And has your style changed in all that time? You've, you've been painting, what sounds like for maybe 20 years or more? Uh, probably... I was much more doing. Um, I was doing painting, but but now I have more in interest because the style I've changed. I used to do a bit of um, lino, mm -hmm. but uh, since then I developed a a new a style about eight years ago. So and you use your hands? You don't use any uh, correct. brushes? Uh, correct. How did you come onto that style? Was it something you um, developed for a while? Uh, yes, well, for me, it's um, that was actually very basic, actually, because um, when I was working with Lionel, um, with the lining, Lionel tool, the wood carving tool, and the implement you're working with, it was like a barrier between me and the Lionel. But now I'm painting straight on the canvas, so straight on the canvas. So as you see, like like I'm sharing a part of me with a wider audience and telling my stories and yeah, and as you can see that, like, um, it started off with uh, one foundation, and as I build it up, then it's, um, yeah, to uh, construct a story. You've always lived in Lockhart River? You grew up here? Ah, uh, yes. Um, actually, yeah, grew up in Lockhart River, like, went away for, went away for boarding school. Um, yeah, been in various, like, other communities, like, stayed there for a while, worked there. But um, and as the saying go, you know, like home is, you know, home is where your heart is. So, what is it that brings you back to Lockhart River? Do you think? Probably uh, the scenery, um, family, and most important of all, um, country. So, like, um, you know, sometimes when you're in another community, in another country, you feel like a stranger. But when you're back here, you feel like you're home. And because when you're when you're in a distance, you know, like you feel like your home is crying for you. So, you know, you're crying for your home, you're, you know, and you want to go back. You feel that really strong connection? Ah, uh, yes, you got that connection. You can um, feel that, yeah. Do you have a favourite place around here, around Lockhart River, that you, you go to sometimes? Oh, uh, probably, yeah, probably the beach, eh? Just like going on the beach. It's pretty. And just, um, just, um, you know, it's taken in the sights and especially in the morning and the afternoon and it's, it's you know every day is a if a different day and it brings you something something new and, and plus when you're down there you know the the hustle and bustle of the community and work wise it's it's all gone so thank you so much for telling us a bit of your story it's wonderful yes. you've done so well congratulations that your work is getting such great coverage around the world yeah. Uh, thanks, I uh, greatly appreciate it.
Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time.